Hello and welcome back to the AJ on the Line podcast, or should I say the AJJ on the Line podcast, because it's your usual crew. It's me, Adam, and we've got Jimmy and Joe with you uh, for a season review of the Formula One 2022. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Uh, Well, let's find out. Um, Sorry that we've not been about recently. Turns out that getting jobs makes you suddenly busy. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But the good thing is that we've convened on a Sunday afternoon when there usually would be a race to watch. Instead, we're going to have a chat. And how are you both doing? Jimmy, we'll begin with you. Very well, thank you. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've done one of these. Um, So, yeah, it'd be, be good to get going. Hopefully, I'm not too rusty, but you never know. The good, the good news is that we're not going to be playing no breaks today, so at least you... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think we should make Jimmy try and run through the entire 2022 season. Without, without an pausing. um or an uh, <laughs> yeah. or a pause, <laughs> or a repetition. I don't I think, think anyone thing. could do that, not even Crofty. Uh, maybe <laughs> Ted. <laughs> but yeah, how are you getting on, Joe? Yeah, decent. Decent. Right, speaking of decent, let's get it out of the way then. What are we going to rate this season out of 10? Six. I think it was slightly better than average, you know? What's an I average think... season? Like, give, give me a year that was a bang average season. Bang average. Oh, that's a difficult one. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I've got to think long and hard about that. Maybe 2015? No, I think 2015 was probably slightly worse than average. I think you're probably skewing it up to average because you're a Lewis Hamilton fan. Maybe that was it, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, oh, this is such a tough one. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of one that's bang on average. To be fair, because they're even they're either tremendous or rubbish, and that that's the I case with F1 that. races in general. I'd say 2014 was pretty close to average. It, the it was only good because there was no team orders in Mercedes, wasn't there? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that brought it like, you knew it was going to win each race, down to two drivers. But there was some good racing and Ricardo the type battle went to the last race. So I think, yeah, I think that, I think 2014 is the closest I can come up with to a 5 out of 10. The reason I'd go for a <laughs> 6 out of 10 for this one was because there were some really good races this year. Um, there are also some pretty dull ones, but there was a non-existent championship battle, really. So and that detracts you, you from anything more. That detracts yeah. from anything more, really. Absolutely, uh, Jimmy. Uh, I, I know that I asked the question that led Joe on to reviewing the 2014 season, um, but if we could stick <laughs> to this year <laughs> um, with, your, with your rating, that would be great. So I'd probably give it a 5 out of 10. Um, I think last year we were spoilt completely. So I think that yeah. this year it was never going to, unless Leclerc and Verstappen were equal in terms of not only ability and cars but also teams because i mm. think there's one team which did so much better um so yeah five unfortunately uh, but maybe next year it might be a bit better who knows and the thing is it's still i'm uh, i'm changing my answer for an average season i've decided i think 2009 was an average season yes yeah think about it think what race do you, does stands out for for you in 2009 none of them none of them were that interesting really but but you had a great championship Only, uh, story. Only the German Grand Prix and, uh, where Mark Webber won. Yep, that was good, yeah. 
And but, I think but that was delicious. that was me, a Formula One nerd, thinking long and hard about it. Exactly. Yeah. So two thousand and nine, because it wasn't boring. There was there was a lot of good storylines, but does anything jump out at you? No. So yeah, two thousand and nine. Well, there you go. 2009 is the answer to Joe's, what do you rate this season out of 10? <laughs> <laughs> no, I rate it slightly better. Than, I rate it one better than 2009. <laughs> well, at least we've made it clear where, where we stand with all of this. It's, it's been quite a good conversation so far. What would have made the season better, Jimmy? Ferrari getting their act together, not breaking down. I know it's a bit mean to yeah. them, but I mean, they weren't at the races, were they? And I suppose that coincides with the news this week of Ferrari's oh, yeah. Grand Fromage. Pushed before he was jumped, probably, I'd say. Pushed. Yeah, I you think mean? it was. It's unfortunate, isn't it? Um, but Ferrari yeah. were not good enough. They had the fastest car at the beginning of the season, and they ended the third best, or the third fastest team towards the end. Yeah. I'd say I'd say the, the one positive you can take is that it's set up. You, you obviously never know what's going to happen, but it's set up reasonably nicely for a three-way championship battle next year Hopefully, with Red yeah. Bull with their with Red Bull with their wind tunnel penalties. Mercedes making good progress. Hopefully, Ferrari can at least somewhat get their act together. Yeah, they also seem less good than Mercedes and Red Bull at developing a car, like a car past the sort of initial. Mm. concept you think they turned up in 2017 they had a fast car and 2018 it was you know ever so slightly better and then 2019 and, 2020 and to add to bleh. that now they've then, not got as much again, wind tunnel time as mercedes yeah so mm-hmm. and then again they turn up in 2022 with a fast car and it just sort of steadily gets worse mm. whereas obviously mercedes and red bull making those sort of continual improvements yeah so hopefully next year will be even more exciting than yes it's just above average which doesn't sound very exciting there were some great moments this year and i'm sure we will talk about that but first we're going to rate the top 10 drivers out of 10 in 10th position can anyone remember who was in 10th i don't want you to look at it because i've got it here but can anyone remember who was number 10 seb vettel wasn't seb vettel he was 12th i've got a feeling so obviously the top six are the, the the your big six, and then you've got Alonso, Ocon, and Norris would make up the next three, not in that order. Yep. I'm trying to think who the what who the one below that would be. Magnussen. No, not Magnussen. It's not Danny Rick. It's not. Danny Rick was eleventh. Getting warmer. Was it Valtteri Bottas? Yes, it was the man who's just yeah. had wow. a rap song say, yeah. released about him and a tremendous haircut. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? I have seen it. Yeah, he's got the mullet, doesn't he? <laughs> Absolutely off. <laughs> <laughs> but someone has put the new Valtteri Bottas rap song over the video of him getting the mullet, and it's one of the best TikToks I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Valtteri Bottas. Well, we're not rating his hair here. What are we rating his performance this year? Oh, it's difficult because, you know, he scored so many points but they were all sort of in the first nine races or so. Um, I think overall it's still a seven out of ten. If 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 you ended the season at the first half, I think he'd be on for a nine. He looked so good at like coming out of a top team in Mercedes and being sort of not being alongside one of the best drivers of all time. No disrespect to Guan Yu Zhou, but he's uh, not quite 
one of the best drivers of all time. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think he did tail off towards the end, which not entirely his fault. Clearly the car did as well, but still massive points haul. And you almost sense, Jimmy, that he's enjoyed having less of the limelight so that he can go about enjoying his new role as a, a team leader, but having less pressure to do it as well. Yeah, because the sort of last few seasons at Mercedes, not necessarily 2021, but definitely sort of 2017 to sort of 2020, he's had a car that's incredibly capable. And it's sort of, well, it's sort of like he has to finish second or it's an absolute disaster. Um, and he's not getting the most out of the car. I mean, he had a shocker in 2021, didn't he? I mean, Emmanuel, uh, not Emmanuel Rodriguez, the, um, the, uh, what's the race in Italy where he crossed with George Russell? Emilia Romagna. That's it, yeah, that's the one. Um, <laughs> Imola. Emmanuel Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so that's the one. Um, but yeah, he, he was, I mean, he crashed with George, it wasn't his fault, but he was having a terrible race, I think. Mm. To put into perspective, Williams were sort of twentieth and sort of the last team on the grid, and he was scrapping with the Mercedes. Um, it doesn't look too good, but yeah, he's definitely sort of chilled out a bit more, I think. And now he's got a mullet. Right on to ninth position, who was Fernando Alonso, I do believe. Jimmy, what are we rating Fernando? I'd say a, sort of a six. I don't know. Nah, um, it's higher than that. Yeah, you say that, but I mean, in um, Canada, he hardly set the world alight, did he? Honest, everybody one thought, race. oh, it's going to be Verstappen and um, Fernando going into Turn 1. He had the most awful start. I don't know why, but maybe he's losing a bit of his magic. You can't rate his season age. based on one start. <laughs> I know. And he was really unlucky, wasn't he, with the amount of <laughs> yeah, uh, reliability I'd, I'd give him an 8 in terms of driving performance, to be honest. I think he lost so many points due to reliability issues and stuff like that. Um, it's got to be an 8 from me. Okay, fair enough. We'll move on to his teammate who outperformed him points-wise, it must be said. Mm. Esteban Ocon, but did he outperform Fernando Alonso? No. Seven out of ten, good se- like really good season to keep. You know, you, you know, you compare Fernando Alonso to his teammates in the past, who he's absolutely destroyed, like Felipe Massa, um, even Kimi Raikkonen. Um, so, and, and you know, that's not even going into Stoffel Van Dorn. Yeah. Um, so the potential was there for sort of a massive points difference between them, and there really wasn't, which is really impressive from Esteban. But I don't think he was as good. Just, you know, the only reason he finished ahead on points was because of those mechanical failures. Right. Give us your view then, Jimmy, on Lando Norris. Yeah, very good season again. Um, completely outperformed his teammate. Um, in a car that, you know, wasn't that great. I was expecting a bit more this season. I mean, in Bahrain, they were absolutely nowhere. I think they finished last and second to last. Or, I don't know. They might as well have done if mm, they did They were dreadful at yeah. the start of the season, weren't they? Yeah, they were terrible. But they learnt the car quite quickly and uh, it improved. But still, I was expecting a bit more from McLaren. But Lando mm. Norris did a great job. So what are we rating him? Probably a seven, I'd say. Well, he, he did finish seventh in the championship and he's the only driver outside the top six to have scored a podium this year. So I think that that is a fair yeah. shout. I mean... I feel I feel weird here because I'm the one that's giving drivers much higher ratings, but I think it's eight and a half for Lando Norris. I think to finish best of the rest in a car that didn't start 
out that way and throughout the season I think Alpine was the better car than McLaren if you take the average from the races so to beat a really solid driver pairing in Ocon and Alonso I think that's really impressive and as you say the only midfield car um, to score a podium which really impressive absolutely and let's let's be straight he was the main breadwinner when it came to points for McLaren and that's why McLaren, I think that's an understatement to be honest that's why McLaren lost out to Alpine even though Alpine mm-hmm. did have the faster car McLaren should have mm-hmm. been ahead if Ricardo could drive the car like Lando Norris maybe Lando Norris is the only person that can drive that car we'll find out when Oscar Piastri his new teammate turns up next year P6 Lewis Hamilton who saw that coming mm. what are we going to rate him though Joe it's a tough one. I think I'm. I might go eight and a half again, you know, because obviously a lot of the poor results in the first half of the season were down to um, helping understand and develop the car. I don't think he'd have finished behind his teammate, who I'm also going to rate very highly, if it wasn't for that section. And there were sections of the season where he looked absolutely fantastic. There was that run of five races where he got podiums. Towards the end, it looked like he would win a race, but turned out it was George Russell that won the race it just didn't seem to fall for him at all this season he was like a striker getting loads of really good chances but just it just wouldn't seem to go in at all Mm. um really unlucky with safety cars and stuff but I do still think he was one of the best performers on the grid this season Jimmy your thoughts on Sir Lewis yeah I I think that's fair I'll probably sort of downgrade it slightly as much as I like Lewis to probably a seven and a half um, it would have been much higher if he won a race. Unfortunately, things didn't fall his way, as Joe said. But yeah, he did it. It was a great sort of season for him. Uh, obviously, not matching the heights of previous seasons. But then again, you know, these things happen, and maybe all this learning this year has put Mercedes in a really good place for next year. So we'll have to wait and see. I, I completely respect what you say. But as Joe said, he didn't win a race not always due to things in his hands mm. so there were yeah. so many times that that car was high that was challenging for a win that it shouldn't have been in his hands only as well it's it's one yeah. it's interesting though because i'm I'm not saying you're wrong jimmy but that will yeah. be the perception for a lot of people because lewis hamilton didn't win a race he was yeah. the one that was bad this year or worse it was unfortunate that the one race where it genuinely was a race winning car he got caught out in qualifying and had to start eighth. And then got clattered into by Verstappen. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. It's unfortunate if the car had been a genuine contender for the US, Mexico, Danvor, he would have won one of those. But he was having to drag it into a position yeah. where it shouldn't have been. And to be fair, in the USA, he wasn't really challenging. Red Bull yeah. messed up their pit stop and... It's like George. It's like George. George Russell had the same thing in um, 2019 with Robert Kubica, the one race where everyone retired and yes. one of the Williams Jimmy, got into yeah. P10. It happened to be Kubica, despite George Russell consistently outperforming him through the season. Precisely. So swings and roundabouts. Although I hope there's no roundabouts on a racetrack. But I think swings would be more dangerous. Uh, and th- there is a roundabout, isn't there, in Monaco? That's- yeah. 
a casino square. Whereabouts? Obviously, they don't go round okay. and round, but, but, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so, we'll move on to George Russell. We've already spoken about how great he was. Jimmy, what are we rating Why are we moving you? on to George Russell? He didn't finish fifth you're, in the you're, you're absolutely right. We're moving on to Carlos Sainz, who finished fifth. <laughs> I'd give him a 7 out of 10. Um, a mixed bag for Carlos Sainz. I mean, he's very much second to his teammate throughout the season. He's had a... Um, Two wins? No, only one. one. Or only one. One win, so obviously that's positive. Um, but he was off the boil in Bahrain, and then the first lap incident where he dumped his car in the gravel obviously wasn't the best thing in the world. Um, but yeah, there's always next year to improve, but I just think that Leclerc was way better this season. Yeah, I think seven's a good one. Um, obviously did get his first win, but... There were far too many sort of first lap incidents. There's quite a few of them unlucky, but if you were also, to if you were to compare Carlos Sainz to drivers of the past, where would you put him? Oh, I mean, is he Felipe Massa level higher, lower? I'd say lower than prime Felipe Massa. You think sort of 2006 to 2008 Felipe Massa? I'd say is better. Okay. Would you? Would you not? I think. I don't know if we've seen Philippe. the best of Carlos Sainz yet. I don't. No, neither, neither do I. Neither do I. But I'd say between two thousand and six and two thousand. Oh yeah, I, I think that that's when Felipe was in his prime for sure. Yeah. yeah, and I think he was better than Carlos Sainz ha- has ever been to this point. Okay, so it was, it was just think, a thought. Go ahead, Jimmy. Yeah, I think that um, he's better than Perez. I know he didn't finish above him in the table, but I do think he's a more of a challenge to Leclerc than Perez is to Verstappen. Yeah, but I um, think Verstappen's better than Leclerc. So. Yeah, I mean, he's, let's not get onto that just yet, but yeah. Um, At the very least, I think Verstappen is more... He's in a better situation. Everything is around Verstappen. Verstappen in that Red Bull is better than Charles in that Ferrari as a package if you get what I mean. You mean taking teams into account and all that sort of stuff? Not necessarily, because obviously, obviously the Red Bull's faster than Ferrari, but I'm saying the, the package the package of Verstappen and Red Bull, like, they suit each other so much. Leclerc's almost having to fight against it, and yeah. that that prevents him from absolutely dominating his teammate in the same way that Verstappen does, and I don't think that's necessarily a reflection against Perez, therefore. Yeah, I think, potentially, I do think, though, that um, Leclerc has been put in quite a difficult position by Ferrari this season yeah. on a number of occasions. But we're, um, on, we're on Paris against Sainz here, and, yeah. you know, you forget what Paris has achieved in cars, you know, in 2019, 2020. I don't think Carlos Sainz has ever been on that level, to be honest, but there mm, we go. Yeah. So from Carlos, we go to Jorge Russell. Go ahead, Joe. It's a difficult one. I think I am going to rate it 9 out of 10, um, which is, this is kind of an odd rating from me because I think Lewis overall was the better driver, but I'm giving George Russell a higher rating just because he's coming into a new top team and performing so well in difficult circumstances against some very established drivers. So I think sort of from a, personal perspective i think he's earned a higher rating if that makes sense plus i think you the expect fact that more from is, lewis fact, you, and george yeah. was mm-hmm. unknown i i expect lewis to i even expect lewis to be able to 
outperform his car, like do even better like, than what is expected. And the fact that George Russell was able to come in and do that as well, he came in, put in some fantastic performances, was unbelievably consistent, even when the car was rubbish, um, and obviously got his first win as well. So I think it's going to be... A, I'm going to rate him 9 out of 10, even though somehow I think Lewis Hamilton was the better, and I've only rated him 8 out of 8.5. But there we go. It was close margins between the two. We can agree on that, can't we, Jimmy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we can, for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm happy with that as well. Well done, Joe. So what's your rating there? Oh, nine. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Same as Jay. Brilliant. Uh, we'll stay with you, Jimmy, because Perez, or Checo, or Sergio, or whatever you want to call him, he's number three in the end. And what are you going to give him? Um, I'd probably give him um, an eight. Um, he had a better season than science. I'm not going to argue with that. Um, but I think that Joe's got a weird look at his face <laughs> he's always got a weird look on his face don't worry yeah you get used um, to that yeah he's he had a car at the start of the season that he was challenging he was challenging um max for a large proportion um if we look back to can't remember now where was he really fast monaco monaco but before that baku was it yeah yeah he's very good in baku um and i think that the red bulls he also got pole in saudi arabia didn't he his first pole indeed yeah I think that car's been developed away from Perez and skewed towards Max. Um, it did seem sort of throughout the season, certain um, incidents, sort of Perez crashing in um, Canada, almost like Red Bull because he was getting a bit too close to Max Verstappen, loosened a couple of his bolts on his gearbox just so he'd crash and it wouldn't, you know, <laughs> just so he'd crash and he wouldn't have an issue with um, getting in Max's way. But yeah, I doubt that's the case. But I'm not sure we're saying that that has happened. No, but that's sort of... They would have rathered Max in front, are you saying? Exactly, yeah. He's the golden boy, isn't he? He's the oracle. Golden boots. Yeah, and helmet as well. Uh, (laughs) I think, yeah, you're right. Sergio, he copes better with a car which is understeering, whereas Max prefers oversteer. And as Red Bull developed that car, it got lighter... So a better performer, but as a result of getting lighter, the understeer wasn't so pronounced and it became a bit more loosey-goosey at the rear, which is what Max loves. So, and, and Perez doesn't so much. So, yeah, it's easy to see why. And yes, ideally they would have a car built around Max because he is the guy there. It's his team and he could do absolutely whatever he wants, as we learned in Brazil. But I also think that the quicker car suited the quicker driver so it goes back to what joe was saying about the overall package the package as the french would say as i could see them playing against poland in the background uh joe do you want me to rate sergio Perez? absolutely yeah um i think i think i go seven and a half i think there's i think more than anyone he's had a mixed season due to his own driving. Mm. If you get, like, of the other top six, I think their mixed seasons were due, due to the cars, whereas Sergio's was due to him himself, if that makes more sense. Yeah. He's had some absolutely amazing performances, you think about it, in Monaco and in Singapore, really great drives, um, but also some really poor drives as well, which is ultimately why he's not on Max's level. So, yeah. 
so who's next? It would be Charles Leclerc, the guy that beat Sergio Perez in the final race. Um, ironically enough, because Max Verstappen wasn't the Dutch Ministry of Defence for him. Um, mm. But yeah, but yeah. Uh, in fact, Lewis Hamilton was more the, the Ministry of Defence because of the way that he held yep. up Sergio. Uh, yeah, it was all rather amusing. Um, the fact that everyone's excited over a second position finish in a championship. But I guess that's all we had left, really. Uh, as it was Abu Dhabi, which is race anyway. But it was quite good. But we're not reviewing that, and I've said but quite a few times, so Joe. No, Jimmy, what are we saying about Charles Leclerc? I'd probably say seven and a half. Um, he had an opportunity to win the title this season. Um, I don't think, as I said before, Ferrari helped him out too much with in-race um, in race decisions. But he also hasn't helped himself out you know, crashing in uh, France, where he probably would have won. Um, and it just seemed to me that after France, Ferrari sort of lost their way a bit and sort of threw in the towel, hmm. um, which was a shame. But yeah, seven and a half, I'd say. He had some moments of brilliance um, and then some, yeah, not too good moments as well. That moment where he went off in France, that for me was when the championship was done. Mm. Spinning yeah. off. I mean, look, I'd, go, I'd go seven and a half as well, purely yeah. because he, he made some mistakes that drivers that are just that step ahead of him wouldn't make. You would never you would never see Max or Lewis make that mistake yeah. in clear air on a dry track. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we said on the day, wasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Right, speaking of Max, he won by quite a margin. Uh, he won the yeah. most amount of races in a single season. He's not a 10, is he? Nine and a half, I reckon. Pretty close to it. Yeah, I just, I don't think you can fault anything he did this season I'm sure Jimmy's about to find a way um, but I think it's as close as to a perfect season as you can drive yeah you can argue that he didn't have the most competition in the world but even early on in the season when Ferrari was really good he was making the most of every race that he could challenging for the winner in every race um, and taking wins that maybe he shouldn't have at the start of the season and then after France it was just pure domination um, I completely agree see. with what you've said here, Joe, but I'm mm-hmm. going to ask a question because some people might say, does him being a good team player and sportsman make his performance even more impressive because of what happened in Brazil, for example? It, it seemed a bit short-sighted for some, uh, what he was doing. Yeah, I'd say it was short-sighted, but I don't think it affects his rating for this season. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I don't think any of his wins came from Sergio being a team player this season. No. So I don't um I think the only issue was that Brazil race which was pretty inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. So yeah, I think from his perspective, um pretty much as as faultless as as you can be and sort of only on the level that we've seen from, you know, Vettel in twenty thirteen Hamilton in sort of the second half of 2018 and second half of 2016 you know it's that kind of level of perfect mm. Schumacher in 2002 and 2004 so just no- nothing nothing you can say that was wrong with it really Jimmy go on then say something that was wrong with it so I'll give him eight and a half no that's ridiculous <laughs> you cannot give a driver that won 15 races on merit an eight and a half yeah, you say on merit though, but he didn't. He wasn't really challenged particularly, was he? I mean, his, 
teammate was no match for him. He was all at sea most of the season. Well, that's not his fault that his teammate was no match for him. It isn't, but if you, you know, if you put Usain Bolt up against me, who's going to win? Usain Bolt. And if I, it was me and Usain in the Olympic final and he beat me, he'd be Olympic champion. But, you know, he didn't really have much of a challenge, did he, beating me? He know? had someone else in the same car who's a very, very good driver. He had another team that had a very fast car. Yeah, but you can't, you can't, you can't say that a driver who's got fifteen wins, all of them, not none of them, gifted to him in any kind of way. So how yeah, how can you? It's impressive, but I mean, he didn't have much competition, did he? Whatsoever. I mean, Ferrari at the start of the season, and then he just blitzed the rest of the season. Yes, he's an incredible driver. I'm not disputing that because he is. As much as it pains me to say it. Um, However, I do think that, yeah, I do think that he's so, um, sort of not shown himself up. But What is your opinion of Lewis Hamilton's 2020 World Championship? It was a good season, yeah. He won. Again, you know. In the car that was a second faster than everyone else and his teammate had a shocker of a season. Well, yeah, I agree. You know, that, that sounds quite sort of uh, persuasive. Well, it's, it's what happened here, isn't it? What would you rate Lewis Hamilton's 2020 season out of 10? Give it eight and a half as well. No, you Actually, a nine, yeah. a nine, because <laughs> a nine because Hamilton is a much better gentleman than Verstappen. <laughs> Verstappen always shouts his mouth off in the car. He's always too loud. You know, if something goes wrong, he's screaming on the radio, it, even though it doesn't matter to him. And you could say that that's his passion and everything like that. However, he's a bit of a... Idiot. Thank you for that diplomatic response there, Jimmy. Um, you know, you're the reason why Twitter is so toxic. It's you personally <laughs> to blame. <laughs> Opinions like that? No. I'm with Joe on this one, Jimmy. As much as it's amusing. You can't, you can't, you can't ask a driver to perform any better than that. No, that's you the thing. You can ask him to let his teammate buy when it's no no skin off his nose and he's won the championship you know that's not that's not a fault with his driving though is it this is this is to be fair what i i said people would bring up which is yeah it's a fault in his character i think can we agree on a nine no okay i'll agree on a nine yeah fair play yeah okay that was tense more tense than i thought it would be more tense than a camp scout no a scout camp anyway uh that joke backfired (laughs) well thank you joe thank you jimmy thank you anyone that's listened to this hope that you're having a lovely winter have a lovely christmas we'll see you we'll speak to you next year i'm sure about this thing we love called formula one